everyone we have some more interesting topic for you today and uh we have more developing news when it comes down to the healthcare. the healthcare or the health program as of right now the health bill was not successful Paul Ryan called Donald Trump and tried to advise him that the bill wasn't going to pass because it didn't have enough people to vote for the bill. So they pulled the bill and um, it seems like they're not going to be trying to find more delegates. It seems like they're going to have a break on it and they want to work on other issues like securing the borders, trying to lower taxes. And I actually think it's a good idea. So what do, what do you think about the actual failure of the bill being passed by the House? It is a failure, but it wasn't really put forth to the House. It, it just seems like they pulled it before they actually voted on. What do you think, Louis? I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it is it, to me, it is a failure in a sense because it, it only got pulled because they knew it, it was going to fail. So that's how I see it. And. To be honest, I'm I'm upset about it. You know, um, I know when it comes to conservatives, there there's basically a lot of conservatives that are split on this issue. Right. So you know, me, I stand in the position where I'm I'm upset about it. I kind of want it. I wanted it to be passed. Um, right now, the house seems to be split, um, especially among conservatives. You know, and and Republicans, and to me, that's not a good thing. Because this was our chance, we you know, to basically unite right now. We have the House, we have the Senate, okay? We have the White House, okay? And this is our chance to put forth and work together and put forth some policies. And right now we got this this whole healthcare, uh, healthcare situation went nowhere. And now right. we're stuck with Obamacare, plain and simple. And that's, that wasn't supposed to happen. To me, this is a dent. This is a dent on on us as Republicans. This is a dent on on our record in a sense because we we didn't get this through. This is kind of why people they were voted in. Um, people right. voted in Republicans. That's how come we pretty much the majority in 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 Congress right now because this is what people wanted and it didn't happen. I kind of find it strange that when it comes down to bill passing, the people that are opposed to the actual bill, they kind of have to vote against it. Why do you feel like they actually have to vote against it? Because it seems like they're putting the blame on conservatives and the Republican for not getting their stuff together. But then again, there's not one single Democrat that is voting for this bill. Why do we put the blame on the Republican when not one Democrat wants to participate in it? No, I, I don't I don't just blame the conservatives that voted against this bill or that want or that uh, wanted to vote against this bill. I put a lot of blame on the Democrats as well. Right. Because they went out and they opposed this, this bill as well. You know, obviously, and they have much to blame for it as well. Now the thing is, what Ryan tried to do, Paul Ryan, what he tried to do was make a bill that would actually pass, you know, that would actually pass by working with the Democrats. Now, the Democrats were concerned about the pre-existing conditions, the people being um, on their parents' insurance so they're 26 years old. And, you know, they were concerned about these issues and that was being left there. And, and, and that's the thing. Republicans actually agree with that. I mean, not all of them, obviously, but I'm saying there are Republicans that agree with that. I agree with that. Okay, so 
they was trying to work with the Democrats so that we could be united, Democrats and Republicans. And they was they would still went out and imposed their full force. Why do why do you feel like they, they want Obamacare to continue when there's a lot of like critics right now and a lot of people that are that are informed that this information that is failing? Why no. do you feel like they're they're kinda ignoring those information? There's like this number that they've been throwing around. It's like twenty four million Americans are going to lose their health care. There's like negative ads being put on YouTube, on all these networks yeah. to show they're that, making um, it seem that what they're all the the crit all the criticism that they're giving with this new healthcare bill, it's actually they're all they're doing is naming the things that are actually happening with the Obamacare already as of right now. Right. So everything that's wrong with Obamacare, they're basically saying this is what's going to happen with the new health care bill that Trump is putting forth, which people that are watching should should see that. Well, what are you talking about? It's already like that. But most right. people don't know what's going on, apparently, um, because at the end of the day, people are supporting them still. So, I mean, and the majority of the people that are not really watching the politics or not really caring what's on the news or not really involved in, in, in any way. They don't know what's going on. They just see headlines. They see, you know, they probably just see, oh, Trump's um, health bill failed. They, they, you know, they don't understand what's, what's all the factors involved. And it just makes it look all bad on them. And then you, um, you got all these Democrats coming out. And instead of saying what really happened in the Congress floor, they're just basically saying this bill failed because Americans didn't want it. Right. Meanwhile, most Americans didn't even know what was going on when it came to that bill. Majority of the people that I know don't even know what's going on with that. You understand? And there was a lot of confusion about it. You know, me as a person that, you know, both of us anyway, we pay attention to these things. It was even a little confusing for me. I was like, what's going on? I mean, I was hearing one side, the Democrats saying this, Republicans saying this, uh, other Republicans saying something different. You know, the Republicans were saying it was, there was, there was uh, the people that were pass, trying to pass the bill was saying, it's going to pass. We're confident it's going to pass. The, Demo the Democrats are saying, this is uh, uh, the worst bill ever. The, right. the, uh, the other Republicans were saying, this is not conservative enough. You know, and it was just like, what's going on? I had to try to look up the bill and find out what were the actual facts of this bill. I'm saying this is not conservative enough because, I mean, we consider ourselves uh, conservative Republicans. But when they say this is not conservative enough, they mean the they, they just primarily want the repeal of Obamacare, not necessarily a replacement. Yeah, that's what they were saying. They just want to, they, they, and I'm not going to lie. I was, I was in the same boat, you know, not so long ago because I was under the impression because of Rand Paul hearing what he was saying that the mandate was going to stay there. Yeah. And we, and we like Rand Paul and, and we think that his idea is great. The thing is he's, he's, to me personally, it, it seems like he's too far ahead of the procedure that needs to happen before we just get rid of the mandate. And we just have the repeal. Rand Paul calls it Obamacare light. He doesn't want us to continue having a mandate and ha and having people forced not to, yeah, not necessarily pay the government, but pay the actual insurance companies. Yeah, well, you know, that's supposed to be 
a transition. The whole point of this bill is so that we won't have to pay the mandate. Um, Ram, I mean, um, Paul Ryan said in his presentation that what this bill does is get rid of the mandate. He said, we don't like the idea of the government telling people that you have to pay for uh, a, a health insurance that doesn't even help you, you know, or that you don't even, you probably don't even need or you don't want it. This is your money. You should be able to do with your money what you want. And he said that, you know, now you hear Rand Paul on the other hand, and he's saying something that, that it just sounds like either Rand Paul is lying, either, either Paul Ryan's lying, or there's, there's truth to the both of them, but you got to look more deeper to see what's really going on. And that's the problem. That was the problem I was having with this whole thing. What's really going on? You know, who's telling the truth? Who's exaggerating? Who's um, hiding certain facts about this? When you see this, uh, the presentation that Paul Ryan gives when it comes down to the actual health insurance, he says that he wants to separate the, the people that have pre-existing condition versus the people that already have, uh, that, that are healthy. Yeah. Because the people that have pre-existing condition, which is 1%, determine 23% of the rate for the majority. So. Yeah. He said if there's a company that has 40 employers and then there's four people or three people that get cancer, everybody's premium will go up because they have to cover for the people that get cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was that's the thing for for a lot of people that may be listening that probably don't understand how does this law changes anything? How does this affect um, I look at it from how would it affect me. Um, being you know talking to what you was just saying, how does this affect me? Um, and and because I'm pretty sure my situation resonates with many other people out there. Most of the people that I talk to say the same thing. Even people that don't really pay attention into the policies, they do know what's going on with their situation or whether or not they got insurance or how much their insurance costs. Right now. And I was the 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 insurance my job was offering. I was because of Obamacare. I was paying two twenty five a week every paycheck actually. So that's about nine hundred and fifty dollars a month, and it's actually more than that for that's those. That's crazy. That's it's actually more than that for the months that has five weeks in it, where I get five paychecks. Right. So you add another two twenty five to that. Now, the reason why I'm paying so much is because. It well, by the way, it's actually more than that. It's actually about four and change, but my company pays half of that. Now, if I was buying it in the, if I was buying it outside of my company, I was b- basically purchasing it in in the in the in the market. Then I would I would I could get subsidies, which is based on the taxes that are being taken out. I could get subsidies to help me pay for that, and it'll still be around the same price, about two twenty five. Now, with this new healthcare law. I'm not going to, oh, and the reason why it's that price is because like what you just said, I'm paying my, that money is going into the same pool that's going to be paying for people that actually have these expensive bills. Okay. Okay. Now, if this new law was to pass, I'm going to be in a, in a different group of people where people like me that probably not going to go to the doctor a whole lot. Okay. Right. Because I'm 28 years old. I have no medical condition that I'm aware of, hopefully. Right. And as of right now. So I'm I'm not the insurance company would see me as a low risk, okay. Right. So I will pay a lower premium automatically, and 
it's not going to be high because I'm not in the same pool as the people with um, a medical condition as of right now. Right. Higher okay? risk pool. Higher, a higher risk pool. Okay. Right. So my, in, my premiums would automatically drop naturally. Now that means I don't need those subsidies. So the subsidies that are being, because the premiums are so high, there's subsidies that's being put in for everybody to lower their premiums. Now right. that subsidies doesn't go to us because our insurance is naturally going down, but all those subsidies are going to be going to the people to that one percent to that one percent right. that actually have a medical condition, right? Because it, they're the ones who need that money, right? And that's one thing I agree with what Paul Ryan giving that subsidies to the people that have pre-existing condition and that the ones that are at high risk. Yeah, their premium may be a little bit higher than the rest, but it lowers the premium for the rest of the people that, that are healthy. And, um, and, and, and then at the same time, there's, there's other things that they're willing to introduce, which is opening the border to health insurance. There's a lot of people right now. There's a lot of people right now. There's counties right now um, that only have one provider. So there's no competition yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. There's and no it, competition whatsoever. So not only are you mandated to get insurance due to the fact that the, the location that where you live, you're forced to get one health insurance. So in other words, it's almost like a monopoly going on. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Um, just a little side fact <laughs> real quick. It, it's kind of irrelevant, but based on what you just said, people are afraid of capitalism because they're afraid of, mon you know, a monopoly happening. Right. Right. Well, majority of the times where there is a monopoly is because there's some kind of government intervention. Okay. Where the government gets involved, where they, where they, um, they put regulations, they regulate the industry and basically it destroys the actual market and it, and a lot of the, it, it destroys competition. And I mean, a lot a of companies, a good example in New York is the MTA. Yeah. That's a monopoly, right? That's there. a monopoly. And that's because it's highly regulated. And, and this is the thing. So, so basically, this, 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 the insurance situation right now, it's, it's, it's the same thing. So let's just say the competition goes down, the competition drops, okay? And then a lot of companies come out of the market and it leaves it down to only a few major companies because now they're taking all the customers, okay? And then... Who knows? It can, it gets to a point where even some of them gets dropped because the market is too strained, and then it leaves it only to one market. I mean, to one company. Now there's one company running that whole industry, or maybe two or three companies running that whole entire industry, whatever industry that it may be. Okay, and now because the, they're the only companies, and the government has to back them up, okay, and be willing to pay to to bail them out and give them money, which is basically our taxes, to keep them from failing. Because now they don't want, the government can't afford for that, for that industry to fail because then that would hurt the economy. And then now it's a, it's a government-backed monopoly, okay? And right. that's how a lot of monopolies happen, okay? Now, that's a little side thing, but that comes to show, I'm, I'm pointing out that what this, what's happening in the situation was that in some of these counties, like you said, a monopoly happened. And how did that monopoly happen? Because the government got involved in the healthcare industry. They highly regulated it. They, they, we lost competition in that. Okay. And then insurance co in, in companies were pulling out of that industry in that area 
where it left only one company. And then their, that company monopolized on that industry in that area because they're the only ones. And now if if it this stays, guess what? If they're if they say, look, we can't do it no more. We have to pull out. Then the government has to say, well, we got to we got to bail them out. We got to help them out. We got to give yeah. them a lot of money so that they can stay there. Yeah. And the government now is backing this monopoly. Right. Because they have no choice but to back it up because they can't, have, they can't let it fail. If you have if you don't have anything else, if there's people that don't have any other health providers and there's only one health provider in that whole area on that whole everybody county, will lose their insurance. If everybody that company falls. Right. Everybody will lose their insurance. So it's almost like the government has to get involved and intervene and say listen uh, it's too big to fail we have to get involved and give all this uh, bailout in order for people to have health care insurance or to have jobs that's it, it's not only limited and exclusive to just health insurance that's with any kind of monopoly when there's a monopoly that is in one area yes it's all good when it's big because it creates jobs and that, and that's but, what's going on with Wall Street. That's what's going on with the big banks. Right. These governments, the the government regulates everything so much. Regulates, you know, how companies do business, and it, it strains the market. It kills all the the mom and pop shops. It kills all the little the little companies or whatever. And then now you got all these big corporations, and they're so big that now when they go bad, when they when they make bad business decisions or bad policies the government has to back them up because now if they if they fall how many people lose their jobs or how much money comes out of the the economy the u.s economy and not just that due to the fact that they know that the government is behind their backs they end up taking more risk they don't do it in a more responsible way yeah they they, they take because they know the government is going to bail them out so they right, don't care right they take risk because of that same reason yeah i understand that Rand paul wants Trump to come back and say, listen, I know that you guys didn't vote for this bill. People just want to repeal it. But if you repeal it without a replacement, it is going to knock out 24 million people that have pre-existing conditions. Let me give you an example. If you have pre-existing condition and a president just says, listen, um, no company nowadays can deny you a pre-existing condition and you have a loved one that needs health and, and needs health insurance, that's the first thing you're going to want to do, especially if a bill like this. This is like a, like a life-saving bill. So I understand why Barack Obama would want to pass such a bill. But the thing is that premiums are going up extremely for the people. It, it takes a lot of people to be healthy in order to pay for the people that have pre-existing condition. So the thing is, nobody wants to stay or nobody wants to have health insurance. People are willing to pay for the actual, uh, 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 um, yeah, they were willing to pay the penalty. Oh, the penalty. They were willing yeah. to pay the penalty because they did not want it to pay for the actual insurance. The yeah, penalty that's my situation. came up to be <laughs> cheaper. The penalty yeah. came up to be cheaper because if you have health insurance, now you, you, you're paying for a skyrocketed premium for people that have pre-existing condition. So you're giving a lot of people that have pre-existing condition an incentive to want to join because you can't discriminate with people with pre-existing condition. And I get it. I understand. We need to have some kind of program. Even before Obamacare, we needed to have some kind of program that will take care of, pe- take care of people with pre-existing condition. Because back in the days, if you have pre-existing condition and you wanted to join a healthcare 
uh, provider, you were screwed. You were done. Yeah. You were you were done. That's it. Nobody wanted to accept you. Now, and the thing is, the thing is, the other um one of the concerns for um the conservatives that the Republicans that actually didn't vote for this bill was this. Well, if you have if you ensure pre pre existing condition people, okay, then what you're doing is you're telling people that they don't need to have insurance and they don't need to involve themselves in the in the market un- unless they get sick because they could still come in. Right. Need, and that's not encourage encouraging young people to get into the insurance, which is gonna help the industry. And that makes sense. But then at the same time, with this bill, what it was was this. If you waited, you you was gonna get cheaper insurance if you was healthy. But if you waited till you got sick until you get insurance, you was gonna pay a penalty because at the end of the day, you know, there is you you still you still basically tapping into money that's that that causes the in the premiums to go up on those other people that didn't have a choice. You know what I'm saying? Right. So so it's still, you don't want to get caught in that situation where you don't have insurance and then you get sick. At the end of the day, it's, it's putting the responsibility on the person as well. You know what I'm saying? Right. What, I think what the left don't like is the fact that people who have pre-existing conditions or, I mean, or people who get sick and then go ahead and purchase insurance, that they have to pay more. They don't like that idea. They'd rather say, no, everybody should pay for that. And they don't like the fact that they're going to be dropped, which is something that the conservative wants, because the conservative want a, a complete repeal of Obamacare. They don't necessarily want would, a replacement. I would, even say, I would even say the conservative. It seems like the, the ones that are more on the libertarian side uh, with, with saying that, um, if you think about it, most of the ones that were saying that, they, they're the ones that, who consider themselves more libertarians because I think sometimes they could take it to the extreme of smaller or little government or limited government government to mean no up, government. Right, that they end up hurting people in the long run. Yeah, it means no government whatsoever in their, and to some of them. Not all of them, but to some of them. Or go, limited government only means, um, you know, having police and firemen and a military. You know, yeah, th- I, there I, are people that believe that. Um I think that we we kind of went way too far into where we are now to just jump into that. If we could get into a society where the government has to have very little involvement, yes, that's why I'm a conservative. I believe that. I think the government needs to get less and less involved in, into people's lives, and I want to see more of that. But right. that there needs to be a transition because then people will get hurt in the long run. And this is a perfect example. If we just repeal without replace, then like you said, People all those people pre- with pre-existing conditions is going to get kicked off the insurance and then whatever treatment they're getting, they would not be able to get it. And this is the reason why. And they're saying... It's going back to square one. Rand Paul was saying that this is going to hurt us if we vote into this bill. This is going to hurt the Republican Party. I say it's the other way around. If we vote this bill in and all those people who are sick gets kicked off the insurance, that's going to hurt the Republican Party. Okay? Right. And if we want to protect the Republican Party, we need to act like you know, or not even act like, but we need to put forth policies that are conservative, but that not that we don't care about people with pre-existing conditions either. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, we did put, we, we are in a situation where those, those people currently are protected. To, right. You know, and no one's going to like that. No one's going to like that. If, if we just repeal it without replace, I, I think 
it's going to it's going to be a, a black spot in the Republican Party for a long time. Something that it's, it's going to always going to affect them on the next stain. election. It's going to be a stain on us. And it's, we're just going to have to own that. And that's the truth. At the end of the day, we do need to find a system that's going to take care of people with pre-existing condition. Due to the fact that because it seems like a lot of people uh, like Rand Paul, that he's a libertarian, he seems like he's willing to rush or, 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 or for any mean to go to a, a, a time where we didn't have Obamacare. He wants to go back to how it used to be. Yeah, and But the thing is that there's a lot of people with pre-existing condition right now because it, it seemed like a gold mine. You want to be covered now that nobody can discriminate against you based on your pre-existing condition. So if you were to just repeal it, 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 it it's going to drop all those people that have pre-existing conditions. So I can understand the frustration from the left. But then again, we, we have to find a middle ground. In order for, for this new bill to, to go into place, we, we need to have a replacement because we still need to be able to cover those people that have pre-existing condition, which is what um, Paul Ryan said. Uh, uh, the subsidies are going to go primarily to the one percent. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much, and I and I agree with that. You know, to say to me, it's still conservative because you still, um, you still not basically making everybody else pay for somebody else's, you know, you know problems. I say, right. if somebody's sick, everybody else shouldn't pay. And you know, some people may not like to hear that. Um, people who who are more liberal, people who you know are Democrat, whatever, they don't like the fact that conservatives would say that. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if it's gonna hurt me and my family and the people, and and I can no longer provide for my family because I need to worry about paying for people that live in the other side of the country that I would never probably even get to know or meet or whatever. It's not that I don't care about them. It's not that uh, nothing like that. Due to the fact that our uh, premium is going to go down because we don't have to pay for that 1%, it's going to make people a lot happier. And it's going to make companies happier because they don't have to pay for the people with pre-existing conditions. Uh, the government is going to pay through subsidies. Also, as well, we're going to have open borders for insurance so people that have only one provider is going to have an unlimited option to get different providers. People from New York can get from California. People from Florida can get from Mississippi. So at the end of the day, this is something that even uh, car insurance should do because it, it, it increases competition. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't um, supposedly that wasn't part of the original bill, but that was something that they were planning to to put at once the bill was passed that was planning to be part of the amendments that they were going to put afterwards you know to add to the bill yeah it was going to come in three different phases yeah yeah so um a lot of a lot of republicans didn't like that they said this should all be in the bill you know and you know paul ryan was saying well it wouldn't it wouldn't get passed if we put all that stuff in the bill um, at that part, maybe he misjudged that because at the end of the day it didn't get passed and if probably if he would have had put uh, those things in it from the get maybe he would have had enough republican support to pass it so who knows all right guys we're gonna go on a short break we'll be back in a few seconds
Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, we're back. Me and Carlos is here still. Um, yeah, we wanted to talk. We wanted to talk about um, North Korea right now. Um, this is something that you know I've been looking into because definitely, you know, this has been on the news and this is something that's been ongoing for some time. And it seems like the reason why we're bringing it up now is because this seems like something that's escalating. So, uh, yeah, we want to give you a little update and also um, tell you what we think about it as, as, you know, so far. So basically, from my understanding, uh, Kim Jong-un is basically losing his mind over there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, he's basically... For the past year or two, he's he's dropping. Um, I mean, he's blo- he's testing nukes in his own country, for one. And each nuke is getting bigger and bigger, stronger and stronger. Um, seems like they're flexing right now. Oh yeah, yeah. And also, he's been um doing these uh media uh, media um, range missiles. And it seems like these missiles are getting closer and closer to being able to reach the United States. The word is, is probably he probably already got the missile to do so on the on the west side, no California. Yeah, it would it would hit California, uh, you know, probably Alaska, California, you know, around that area. Right. So he's in the latest the latest missile that he threw. He he pretty much threw it right off the coast of Japan which is Japan is an ally of us. Um, we're the ones who basically um, protect them because they've, they've been a, a defense. They only basic, they don't really have an army. You know, they rely on the United States after World War II because we was against them. We helped rebuild after dropping the, the two nukes on them back in the, okay. back in the days. We've we've agreed to rebuild their country and they've agreed to not build, you know, to pretty much build a military. And that's been an agreement, all the, you know, ever since. And so now we, you know, we kind of have an interest there to protect them. And there's many other interests that we have there. Obviously, South Korea, um, South Korea is a huge ally of the United States and there's a direct threat to South Korea, you know, with um, the, North Korea is threatening South Korea. So we have a lot to do there. It's not just us not minding our own business or anything like that. We have military bases in South Korea. Um, it, it seems like we're 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 kind of training or or doing like like troop practices with South Korea. Oh yeah, yeah. This definitely. Um, we're basically um, um, preparing for war in a sense. You could say that um, with the way, and they're they're doing the same thing. Um, yeah. Right, but if you if you see the uh, the ministry of of the uh, I forgot his name, but he's he's from China. He's saying that America should back off, North Korea should back off, and South Korea should back off, and that we should continue on coming together so we can have a dialogue about our differences and and and, and just talk about the things that needs to be done in order for us to be a, like a more like peaceful nation. But then again, China doesn't really have like a, a, a nice record on on being peaceful, especially that they try to expand a on place where people do trades and all of that. They're trying to expand into the into the I, I don't know what that area is considered the name of that area, but they were expanding and uh, they didn't let anybody know. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
yeah, they're basically taking over islands over there. They're basically um, making islands over there, um, man-made islands, putting military bases over there. Um, that's something also been going on. That that in itself could be a whole separate topic, not for right. them, you know, because um, that involves a whole bunch of other countries now. And but in relation to the whole North Korea and them saying that we need to be, we need to uh, bring come back to the table and and have peace talks. To me, that's something that we've been doing that all along. And the thing is, the reason why that that's not happening is because North Korea don't want to come to the table anymore. They haven't been in a long time. North Korea is a basically a hermit state where they close themselves off. They pretty much imprison their own um, citizens, and they don't they don't really involve themselves in, with anything outside of you know their country and they don't really relate in, in the international community in any way. Um, so there's only so much we can do there. I mean, and they're threatening us. They have these missiles, they are building it. They're openly saying they're going to attack us. They are openly saying they're going to attack South Korea. They are throwing um, missiles at Japan, you know, at the coast of Japan, they're basically doing um, military, military training or military raids pretending to attack, uh, you know, on Seoul, which is the capital of South Korea, and basically they make a replica of the building, which is the equivalent of the White House in South Korea. So, I mean, right? Like, so, so, so if you, you want to put a statement, it, right? Yeah, if you want to put it in perspective, how much can we really talk with people that are doing that? To me, if I could make an, a good analogy, it's like everybody on the block, uh, it's like a block of people, and everybody on the block basically it's peaceful or there's people that do fight from time to time, but at the same time, everybody tries to work together and try to be um, neighbors. And then you got this one guy that doesn't like anybody, you know, and he pretty much every now and then he comes outside with a shotgun and starts blowing shots in the air saying and threatening certain, certain um, people in his, you know, that live next to him or his next door neighbors or whatever. So, and he goes inside his house and comes back out and starts shooting again. And that's what he's doing with these missiles. He's basically coming outside and busting his gun in the air. That's what he's doing. And he's basically saying, I'm the big guy in the black. And if you don't like it, you know, do something about it. China even said, even China said that, you know, look, U.S. and North Korea is going on a, on a, on a basically head to head collision. And he was like, um, China basically said, it's gonna. It it, it's, it it probably just needs to happen already because North Korea actually wants this. So there's only so much that the U.S. can do, and the U.S. can't really back down from that. Okay. So I mean, he said it. North Korea wants this. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like this is something that it doesn't seem like he's bluffing. It doesn't seem like he's just doing. You know, he's doing all this, but then when it came down to war, he's just gonna be like, "Oh, I'm ready to talk." No, it seems like he wants this, and it seems like if. If it came down to it, he's ready to fight. And I mean, he's a young guy. I mean, Kim Jong-un, he's only like 31 years old. He came into to power only a few years ago when he was still in his 20s, his uh, early to mid 20s. And if you look in history, going back even to the Roman times and even before that, for thousands of years, anybody who became a leader of a nation under the age of 35 tends to go crazy and becomes tyrannical and pretty much people have to take them out. And that seems to be a repeated history. And that was the reason why the founding fathers said, you cannot be the president of the United States unless you're over 35 years old. 
<laughs> There's news going out out there where uh, Korea, North Korea, has missiles failing on them. I, I don't know if that has anything to do with America hacking them in order to... Yeah, that's make, a rumor, yeah. Right, in order for to make these missiles not function as they're supposed to. There's a video up there, I think it's from CNN, where they show a missile kind of fail and, and not necessarily... Yeah, and this is not that's not the first missile that, that, that failed. And I don't know if that's happened, if, that, if that's because the United States um trying to interrupt their missiles. But I do say I, I can pretty much be confident that the United States is trying to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, whether or not we have the technology to do it and we we actually have the skills to, to do those type of cyber attacks, I don't know. And where do you think these cyber attacks come from? Is it from C, uh, the NSA, the CIA? Like what, what it's, it's, kind of? I, I think it's, a, it's an effort, you know, within maybe a few different agencies. Uh, maybe there's one agency particularly that's probably um, really doing the main, the main work. But I think it's a it's a collaborative effort. Um, maybe resources from CIA, NSA. You gotta remember, there's also other agencies, um, the NRO, um, that most people don't know about. There was a time that people didn't know what the NSA was. You know what I'm saying? But so there's other agencies out there that that have different um, things that they do, and they play a different role in the intelligence community. So yeah, I think it's a team effort. You know, probably not that. And that's not only the United States. I'm pretty sure that other countries are involved as well. And another thing about it, too, is that um, we got to take this as a serious threat because, um, you know, we could think about it as, OK, their missiles, they're far away. Even if they did shot a, a nuclear missile towards our way, we're just going to shoot it down. Not necessarily so. The Pentagon basically says that it's not as simple as that because. They basically got these new missiles where they're using solid fuel and the solid fuel prevents the satellites from spotting these these uh, these missiles when they're even when they're out in the open or when they're being launched or even while they're traveling. So that's scary. So basically one could be shot up in the air and we don't even know that it happened. Um, I don't know if that's true or whatever. I know it's true that they're using solid uh, missiles and that it basically keeps you keep us from seeing it is it true that we can't find no way so it's so it's so it's not using like fuel that's what you're saying it's, no it's, it's not using, using regular like rocket fuel that most missiles use it's, it's using something else it's basically some new kind of technology or maybe if it's not new it's something that really hasn't been used so far so yeah they, they definitely changing up their tactics you know and 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 china being involved in, in all this i don't really trust china at this point um, I think they have a lot to to gain by us getting into this war with them. Um, with all this being said, I would say this, that I still think that we would win because... I mean, yeah, we have a lot of allies. They're yeah, I mean... going to get involved as well. Yeah, right now with Trump in, in office right now, he put in, um, you know, General Mad Dog Mattis, <laughs> you know, and yeah, so he, we got him. You know, and I uh, listening to what he had to say, you know, I'm pretty confident in him at this point. This guy seems like he knows what he's doing. Uh, I, I read, you know, I read and heard a little biography of this guy. And he definitely he's definitely um, somebody who who I trust in, in, in any situation at this point. 
And he basically said, and also Rex Tillerson said, which is the Trump's, um, which is the Secretary of State as of right now, they basically kind of, they basically warned North Korea and basically told them that we have everything in our power to, to basically win. And if they get into anything with us, it's going to be overwhelming. That was actually the actual word he used. And I kind of believe them, you know, and we got a lot of technology. We got uh, space technologies. We could shoot um, things from space. You know what I'm trying to say? And I know some of the technology that's, that, that's being used in that situation, but not to get into it right now, because I know we're kind of running a little bit out of time. So that's the podcast, guys. If you would like to listen to us on any other network, you can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. So make sure you like, favorite, and subscribe, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Oh, and one more thing. Our set schedule is for Tuesdays and Fridays. All right. See you later, guys.